with Baker Mayfield, there is a lot he still needs to prove from a consistency standpoint. Like, look, if you ask me athletically, who do I want? I want Baker Mayfield, right? There's just things that he can do in the pocket and outside of the pocket that Matthew Stafford can't can't bring this team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you know about Benchmark? Uh-huh. They're speaking the facts that you wanna hear. They rep a jersey, the vision is clear. Diamonds glisten like a chandelier. You know what I'm here for, like Michelle Lynch. It clutch time, we do not flinch. Real brothers, we do not switch. Hit home runs with the right pitch. Who run the city? Uh-huh. What to do when they hating on you? I feel like Kobe 2010. I taking an L, all I need is a win. When? This is his business, you know how they go. They playing the seats, now it's time to grow. Tune in now, gotta be in the know. Showtime, bitch, my butter blow. We know. Another episode of the Bench Mob ENT. We back in person. It feels good. Yeah. We back. Greg, Mr. Hot Takes the Bait from Other Saints. Yeah, how you doing? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm in Chris's estate. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So I feel pretty good. We can't let that singing slide, bro. <laughs> we can't let that thing slide, bro. Because I heard a little crack at the top. You know, it sounded like Chris singer. Brown, bro. I just watched this Christmas last night, and, and he was going in back on that old school thing. But I don't know if that's what you was going for. Oh, no. Nah, that, that was Tony Tony Tone. Feels good. Wow. Smooth <laughs> operator. Davenport, how you living? I'm doing good, bro. CJ, Cincinnati, very own. In your estate, how you living? It's not in the state. It's a house. I'm doing good because we about to go get some days hot after this. He got, he got cows running around the back of his backyard. <laughs> Hell no. Teaching his kid how to ride horses. <laughs> it's like Yellowstone. You're right. <laughs> this is Yosemite. It's Yellowstone in New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> he said Yosemite. Now he go hiking in the back. Yeah, I'm going to start off with this one. We don't have to go further into this. I just want to start off the show getting this out the way. And if y'all want to say anything on it, y'all can. BG is back home in the States. Shout out to Brittany Griner being back home. For all you ignorant people that was complaining, oh, Paul Willing. Paul Willing was in jail four years. Trump couldn't get him out. Biden couldn't get him out. Russia, they was on the New York tick, New York Knicks time. They was not budging off of R.J. Barrett. They was not budging <laughs> off the of Paul Willing. Straight like that. Bigger, bigger issue. This boils down to me. The WNBA got to do a better job where their players don't have to go overseas. Mm. That's what it boils down to mm-hmm. me. I'm glad Brittany Grimes back home. Nine months in Russian prison, crazy, crazy. One thing Biden actually said right for the first time, and I don't know how long, yeah, she going to have to do a lot of, like, getting back to normalcy. Mental therapy. Mental therapy, because that was huge, huge having to go through that. I just want to get that out the way. Little uh, house taking care of what's, what's going on in the house. If y'all had anything on that, y'all can add to it. No, but she had to get back. I hear people saying that the trade was lopsided. They're talking about this like as an NBA transaction. They're saying, I had some people talking about, oh, yeah, this is like trading LeBron for Jared Vanderbilt. <laughs> so, so it's just nuts. Like, you got, nah, like, in all seriousness, it's, it's, uh, it had to happen. You had to bring her back. Um, 
it's a, it's a foreign policy emergency or you'll have someone with one year one of your own overseas and it's not like she was there you know for you know other purposes she's not a marine she's not you know she's not in the army um, she was just doing her job and so she i'm glad she's back i'm glad she's back i think i think too there's there's misconception with the paul whelan thing i mean even i was a little misinformed when i, when I was looking into it but like yo what russia's asking for for him is crazy you know they they want they believe he's a spy, so they want us to release a spy too. They were asking for this guy Krasikov, who killed uh, somebody in in uh, he's being held by Germany, but he killed somebody in in Berlin, straight murder. Um, and they're they're asking for him to be released, mm. but obviously that's out of the you know U.S.'s control because we're not even the ones that are holding him, right? So you know there's been trades that have been proposed by the U.S. to get him back, but they're not budging on who they want for him, right? So. No, why would they want him back? Yeah, no. Why would they want him back? Just like they wanted the Merchant of Death in return for Brittany Griner. Just think about, yo, Russia's a real-life evil yeah. empire, bro. Yeah. Like, that, it's really crazy. It could be the end of us all. We were talking about, random, you know, random-ass stuff every day. Russia, bro. And this guy, Putin's crazy. He wants the Merchant of Death back for Brittany Griner. For a basketball player, you wanted someone who's like, really, bro? I'm glad she's back. It's, it's all facts, though. That was a, if we were looking at it in the sports aspect, America got fleeced. Yeah. America yeah. got fleeced. We really released an, an arms dealer back. back but I think that's funny, too. Before we, we go ahead, it's funny the, the outrage of, to me, it's fake outrage mm-hmm. about it that, oh, we released the arms dealer. You know, we're one of the most free countries when it comes to, to guns. So, Y'all mad about releasing an arms dealer? Well, we have a bunch of gun issues here in the U.S. that y'all don't be as mad about, mm-hmm. which is funny. Now, now y'all up fake outrage. Oh, we released a uh, guns dealer, and what about here? Y'all don't <laughs> that same outrage don't be the same mm-hmm. when twenty kids get killed in a shooting, when people go to church and they get killed while they in service. Fake outrage is really what it boils down to. It just shows again how racist our country is, and it shows how much we have a problem with the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, I either didn't like Brittany Griner being released because she's black, she's a female, she's a lesbian, or because she's a Democrat. One of those four things, y'all not rocking with, because it don't make any sense to be upset for any other reason, but those four things. I will say this before we move on too. Like I think. There's also a lot of fake love now that Brittany Griner's home. Everybody want to act like they played a part in advocating for her to come back. I see hella celebrities posting that, like, oh, so happy to have BG home, but, like, you ain't put out one tweet. You know, you was not advocating on her behalf when she was there in the first place. You just want to be a part of the movement now that she's home. And I hate that. I can't stand that. But I will say it was good to see her smiling on that plane, you know, when it was uh, – you know, I don't know who was talking to her. They definitely had an accent, but they were just asking her, like, hey, are you happy? And, you know, she cracked that smile, and she didn't know where she was going. She just knew she was coming home. So I'm happy for her wife, too. Yeah, yeah. hey, one celebrity that probably helped make it happen was Ben Diesel. He posted he was going to be home before Christmas, and she's home before Christmas. So what's his name, Dominique Toretto? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he said Dominic. Dominic Toretto. Hey, real quick before we move on, put some context behind that, that Herschel Walker tweet that because that <laughs> I, I i was a little lost on that you were lost yeah i would trade, like trade herschel walker black ass in a second for britney <laughs> 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 i 
Because Herschel Walker, he's talking crazy. They're just talking about the vampires. And... He's a he's a he's a Trumpian. He's a he's a he's a rampant Republican. I'll trade his ass in a second for Brittany Garner. You kidding me? That's a fair trade. Google ain't worth nothing. <laughs> he's doing that wet ass thing. That's a fair trade. Type in Herschel Walker on YouTube and see some of this man's speeches over the last couple of months. It's the wildest. You would really think he should be the face of CTE. Like, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever political mouth. race he just uh, he's running for, he he's might, lost. He, no, he really has. C- he yeah. has to have CTE. Yeah, he's a bail mouth. If that's the case, then you know why. I don't want to pick on the sick, but he's out here about to. He, he could win. He's about to be in office. He's about to be in office and political office. I think he just. Whatever race he was, I just saw something. Earlier. He might. He should have lost. His, his, oh, son, lost. his son went on a, a rant for mm. the votes not being where they needed to be. Dang, that's crazy. Herschel yeah. might have CTE, but what happened with his son? I mean, you pass that. It's a, it's a, it's a genetic it's a trait. Stop. You pass it down. You pass it down. You hit your head hard enough. You pass it to your kids. Over like Irving Johnson syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Herschel Walker, yeah, definitely, definitely got some issues. But one thing you can't knock Herschel Walker great athlete especially in college perfect transition we're talking about Herschel Walker in college the college football playoffs have been set the four teams in it is Georgia Michigan TCU Ohio State did the committee get it right probably I mean it's not what we wanted everybody wanted Alabama versus Georgia and then Michigan against Ohio State because that would be like the biggest thing in sports at that time you got those rivalries, but like TCU, they lost one game. They didn't really do enough to be bounced from that top four, and Alabama didn't do enough during the regular season to be considered for that fourth spot. I mean, you lost twice. You didn't make it to the conference championship. Thinking back on it, they shouldn't be in the top four anyway when you look at everything from that retrospect. You talking about Alabama? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Alabama. It's not the same team that we've seen in years past, and part of the reason Alabama didn't make it this year is because they're undisciplined, right? Yeah. Like you, you look at the big games that they played. Their penalties this year have been absolutely insane. They played Tennessee, lost that, got upset in Tennessee, right? And they had seventeen penalties for one hundred and fifty-four yards. Huge game. You you can't play like that, and that just goes back to the coaching. Um, obviously, Bryce Young's with with a new group this year. But that's not the only game, you know, they blew. They they played Texas earlier in the year, had 10 penalties for 150 yards. They just won that game. They barely won that game. They, they, they barely won that game. They started off the season with some barely, barely winning a couple games. And, and then they lost, they lost to LSU. That's too. one of the few games I right. watched this season. It was a college football's dog piss. Yeah. In terms of the talent level versus the NFL, I just, I just struggled with it. But I They're watched also it. scouting for the Giants. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I was watching Quinn Ewers from uh, Texas. I'm watching the kid from Alabama to see what he's really about, too. Yeah. He made some big plays, but their defense sucks. Their defense sucks. That's the biggest reason yeah. why they deny the year. Their defense is horrible. Do you think we're seeing the... Even with that great player they have, we're going to go number, might go number one. Or, oh, I don't know Anderson? what... Yeah, Anderson. If he even is still considered the number one pick, I know they were talking about him last year as a lock. Even with him, they weren't very good. Do you think possibly that we're seeing the the age of Alabama's dominance slowly going away? No. I think it has more to do with how many people leave year after year. Maybe we're seeing a change in recruiting. Not everyone's going to Alabama like they have been in years past because they're seeing that you can win at other schools that aren't Alabama. 
And when Alabama graduates such a large class of talent every single year, it's kind of like the development slows down a little bit. And it, it's it's hard to play, you know, the, the camaraderie amongst new guys and things like that. It's hard to be dominant at that level for so long, especially when top talented players are now, you know, branching out and going to different schools, right? You know, LSU's coming back into the fold. Um, you know, Clemson's been relatively good. People are going to Oklahoma and things like that. So you didn't mention, to go to, you didn't mention big schools. People about to go to Colorado. Yes, people but, about to go to college. I'm talking about now. I'm saying like you, one of the schools you have to watch out for that's going to steal a lot of their recruits away is USC with Lincoln Riley, yeah. and and also having Caleb Williams there for even just one more year, the yeah. opportunity for them for one year to win the championship. Facts. Yeah, they said it's a record like two thousand kids hit the portal. Dude, yeah, USC's about to clean up. Right USC's about to clean up. I'm telling you, they're gonna, they're going to win. They're going to have a top recruiting class year after year. To go play in California for a team with all that legacy and history, playing for the probably the, the second like best in coach. LA. You're playing for the second best coach of college football. Yeah. Right there in the Lincoln Rally. You have the best quarterback in, in, in football and in, in college football by a mile. No one's close. Like that's it. Like it's it's I think that's where people are gonna end up going. And that's where I think probably you can make outside of probably Miami, that's where you can make the most on your NIL. Is he in California? Big market. We don't have and correct me if I'm wrong. We don't have really in the New Jersey, New York area a good college football team. No. <laughs> what? No. No. Saying, so the, 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 the closest the team that's good to here is Penn State. And the market yeah, yeah. is huge over here in New York too. But yeah. Rutgers has not been brought back Who, to prominence. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, what? I mean, they try, but it's they just let me go over there and play they, quarterback at this point. In the wrong they run all these right. weird, weird people out here playing quarterback. I'd go out there and play quarterback for them right now. Man, be I, careful what you ask for. <laughs> <laughs> Does Georgia repeat? Got one. Why is Stetson Bennett 29 years old? Uh, that's the real question. He's 25. Now you're old as hell. That's why. Yeah, he went old. Yeah, so, I'm like, whoa, whoa, bro. I didn't hear that. And then Hooker's 25, too. So. Stetson Bennett, he used to stop playing football and get a good at CDL or some shit, bro. I, I, <laughs> he's going to get a CDL. Tennessee would have been in over Ohio State if Hendon Hooker didn't tear that ACL. And yeah. they, they got upset by by South Carolina. And they'd be in. You said they'd be in. They only, I think, two losses in there. That second loss was when their backup quarterback was playing against South Carolina and Spencer Rattler all of a sudden decided to go off. So who you got winning? You said Georgia's not repeating. Uh, I like Michigan. I like Michigan, too. Just from what I saw from that Ohio State game, like, you know, Mich- Michigan has their run a game is really run good. game, and they have decent receivers, too. Mm-hmm. Like, This is the first year I've watched, because I, I, watch, I watch one or two football games, college football games a year, admittedly. And... <laughs> For some reason, Michigan's always on, and this is the first year I watched Michigan where I where I watched their quarterback play, and I was like, "Oh, he's not garbage." No. The guy that had before that, McNamara, never played football ever again. That's why he got up out of there. I'm he is it. horrible. I don't know where he's going. Don't go to Rutgers. Don't go anywhere. Don't just don't. I mean, he's, this this kid's almost only a sophomore. And he's shown flashes last year because he they, was my MG. I, I saw him in high school. They, they were trying to uh, get him some playing time last year. That you know they would bring him in for some some run plays and things like that. Um, what's his name? McDaniel or whatever his name. Is? Oh, that? McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy. JJ McCarthy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's actually really good. Yeah, he's really good. I, I actually, I, he has a good arm. He, he, they don't throw the ball a lot because they run the ball a ton. You know, Big Ten football. Yeah. You know, whack, whack. That's, that's whack football. But whack football. That's, whack football, that's bro. the Giants' mo, right? There. No, yeah. For now, <laughs> for now, until they get, until they get them hands on one of them, Caleb Williams or something like that, then it all changes. <laughs> but I heard Daniel Jones is your guy. Right. It was a move. Three years, eighty million. What's your source? 
I wouldn't even you wouldn't. That's not a deal you can be mad about. Three years what? Three years, eighty million. million. I wouldn't be mad about that deal. Three years, eighty million. I'm not mad about three years, eighty million for Daniel Jones. That's a that's a, that's a bargain. It, it, you guys was an opt out somewhere in that deal too. What's that? We're getting off. We're getting off topic. Twenty-seven a year. Yeah, that's what for a quarterback in this day and age. That's nothing. You get up out of that easy, easy, and they may not want to. But but you do that if you were to draft like Richardson. Have that that's him. the plan. That's what I. That's what I'm looking for. We'll talk about that later. I want Anthony Richardson on the Giants. That's what I want. I want him to sit behind Daniel Jones, let him play quarterback, and then take over in a year or two. You know they're gonna be sweating trying to make that pick. Cause like, no, they're not. You know how to Giants. No, they're not. To possibly have a black starting quarterback. You got Tyrod Taylor, black guys on the team. Why do you have him? He ain't never played a snap. <laughs> Yo, no, no. I, I saw how they had their pitchforks out when Geno. Took that that it wasn't about Geno being black. It was about the fact that they were replacing Eli Manning. I think that's really what it was about, bro. I think if it was uh, Philip Rivers replacing him, it would you know okay. I don't defend. You know I don't defend. Like, you know what? It was his time. He had to go. Yeah, I don't defend. Why? I actually agree with the move. I didn't want Eli to play, to play anymore. I thought he was. I don't think anybody wanted Eli to play anymore. Yeah, it was hard to watch. I didn't want to play anymore. Yeah, it was. You know, but I wasn't. I'm not going to sit here and defend the, the 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 racist behavior of white people. I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is, is that the smart Giants fans like myself understood that it wasn't outrage really wasn't even about Geno Smith. It was about the fact that Eli had been getting replaced unceremoniously. They felt like it was just just it, done it with it no broke taste. his shriek of how many games yes, he played. Yes. It was about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you got fun with that if you want to, but yeah, Anthony Anthony Richardson did a job. That's what I want. I want that real bad. That's what I'm hoping for. Trade up. Which they'll trade up. If they like him. But that's a whole different conversation. What was I saying? I was saying something about baseball. He's he's entering the draft this year. Yeah. What is that? Anthony Richardson entering yeah. the draft this year? Yeah, he's, he's locked in. And I'd rather have him than Will Levis. I, they don't, I don't think it's a close comparison. He's going to be a project, though. Yeah, he's going to be a Josh Allen. Told Josh Allen. Yeah. Open up the Josh Allen playbook for him. Just have him run all the goddamn time. You know what I mean? Like, just do that kind of stuff. It'll work out. And he'll eventually develop as a passer. But I, I really am interested in him. I really am. I think it could work out. This or that. More impressive start. Talking college basketball, UConn at ten and zero or Houston at nine and zero. UConn. Yeah, I agree with Miles because Houston's got a lineage of just being really, really good. I expect them to be nine and zero, and they got one of the best players in the freshman in the country, Jerry's Walker from IMG. Like, I, I when they got a player like him coming in, I, I knew they were going to be good. That's just just off the rip. But um, UConn's impressive. UConn's. Impressive. I just didn't see it coming. Is Kevin Ollie still there? No, no. He's coaching all the time. Leave. Yeah, he left. He left. But they have a couple big recruits there too. They have one really big kid. And I don't know his name on top of my head. Maybe Miles does. There's a one really big kid they got over there. Like they're they're big and special. Uh, I just they don't know his name on top of my head. But. Dan Hurley. Oh, Hurley. Yeah, yeah. So no surprise having some success, but I, that's more Sing impressive than me. Blend line. So right. I know Dan Hurley is a Bengals fan. Seen him at seen him at the game. Last you would know year. the only other right, Bengals fan in the world. Houston, Houston, Houston. <laughs> See, he, he he pulled up to the Jets game with his sons. Last year, rocking a Joe Burrow jersey. That means, right. that means he never shows up to another game, then. Yeah, that was a game we lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 this or that better season? Cooper Cup's 2021 season or Randy Moss's 2007 season? What happened in 2007 with Moss? I need to hear from you. 98, 98 catches, 1,493 yards, and 23 TDs. Cooper Moss. Cup's year Damn. was 145 catches, 1,947 yards, 10 TDs. Oh, Randy Moss. Yeah. Randy and they were undefeated that year. 
right? Yeah. yeah. So they saw y'all. Well, yeah, of course. I wouldn't point where that's no, I don't forget about that. And, and that, like what a twenty five percent touchdown to catch ratio. And the league wasn't as pass heavy back then as it is now, too. So like it was harder to do what Randy did back then than what Cooper did last year, knowing that you know they're throwing a Cooper every drive. Yeah, well, it's yeah. hundred pace. Read this a couple times. So. Facts. Hundred forty five catches last year. I mean, they don't have anybody else to throw on, throw to on that team. The Rams. Yeah. Last year they had they, they only had Odell and who else? And yeah, Odell came in and Van Jefferson like four catches a game. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Van Jefferson still looked good. Cooper Cup, the thing with that too, right? With that, the 145 catches, I was looking at it. There was so many targeting catches, though. If you compare the season, you compare other seasons, even like Justin Jefferson's season this year, Tyreek Hill's season this year, he was only getting like 10 yards per mm-hmm. catch. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of underneath, a lot of... He gets a lot of bubble routes. He gets a lot of screen routes. Exactly. Like, you know... He's a technician in the route tree, too. He wins. Yeah. He just he just gives them great what's right after the catch. Well, this is the thing. Maybe if it was a more, I guess, explosive, better long ball throw than Matthew Stafford, we might see something different. He, I think that's, that's, that was his M.O. His whole career was... His, 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 but his, you saw when he got to L.A., he, was, he struggled. Shoulder injury, yeah. they said it was. Inception. So it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of long balls going to Cooper Cup. That's not. It hasn't been a lot of long balls going in that Rams offense period because they ain't got no running game. Yeah. When they first got there, Todd Gurley went downhill. All right, Todd Gurley ain't work. Cam Akers, that man fumbles the ball every what is it? Every thirty carries or something like. It's absolutely terrible. So you ain't got no run game. Mm. That makes it easy, easy as heck as a defense. Like all right, they can't run. Right. They know they don't trust Cam. They don't trust Cam Akers. If he do run, we're gonna get the ball back. They they they, they uh it's funny, Jared Goff had the perfect situation when he was there. And he just couldn't maximize it. Yeah, they, when it first happened, everything was flowing. Oh, Todd God. Gurley at the top of That his, seems crazy. He was peaking, Aaron Donald, everything was going smooth. It's just like Todd Gurley's fall off was crazy. Yeah, funny bone on bone. But to to be at at the top of the top and then just be irrelevant. He's only like 27. I want to go back to something real quick before we go to the next thing. Because you mentioned um, you know, this player's 29 years old. He's supposed to be the CEO. Do you think, in general, and maybe so, more so on the basketball side, that these four year seniors should actually be more valued and appreciated than they are? Because, you know, if you're coming out as a senior, they basically say, oh, you trash. Like, you. You're definitely a second-round pick, but we've seen, for example, the Grizzlies. We've seen OKC. And then we've seen, season, we've seen specifically the Pelicans. Herb yeah. Jones, that's a four-year player. Yeah. Do you think four-year seniors should be actually valued more than they are? Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, everybody's trying to project like these young freshman kids into what they could be in like four or five years, but. Like those four-year seniors, you kind of, kind of know what they're gonna be in in the league, and the projection's not as as high as what you you get for some of those young guys. But like on a win now team, like maybe the Celtics or uh, who else, a couple of these other teams at the top. Yeah, you go for those those four-year guys because you're trying to win right now. You don't have time to just develop somebody because then the timelines don't fit with the. The stars that you have, I think it's a, it's a it's a perfect marriage, specifically like for the Pelicans. Perfect marriage. 
because those players are making impacts right now. They're number one seed in the West. Is it going to stay that? Probably not. But Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado, from day one, has come in and made an impact. Yeah. And they're way more poised. They four years in college, even on the football aspect. If you four years in college, three years in college, you've seen a lot. I almost wish a lot more football players would stay the four years because you think about what well, some of these players when they get to the league, obviously some are able to hit the ground running like Sauce Gardner right away, right? But like like some of these young talented quarterbacks, you know, they, they struggle, you know, their first two years, right? Why not stay those additional mm-hmm. two years at in college, really refine your game, become a, a smarter player, not just like physically, but you know, become a smarter player so that way you can have a better impact when, when you get to the league. And maybe you, you still have, you know, a bit of a learning curve because the next level, everything's a little bit faster. But at the end of the day, I think it's only going to benefit them. The more college play they get, the more in-game experience. And when these kids leave their sophomore year, some are 20 years old, some 21. Like, yo, you're, you're still not necessarily learning the game, but, like, there's things I guarantee you haven't seen that you, that you see at, at the next level. This or that. Bigger concern. Kyler Murray's leadership or Trey Young's leadership? Trey Young, I think. <laughs> well, I'm going to go as, That's not I'm, as easy. Yeah. No. I'm going to say Kyler. It's Trey Young. It's just Trey Young, I feel like. Because Trey Young just didn't show up to work because he was upset. We don't know the whole story, but, you know, for what it's worth, Trey Young has that long history of winning. And he's done more winning than, than Kyle Murray has. Points. Oh, no, Trayvon's going to score whatever he wants. Trayvon's one of the best players in the world. He, he, he is. He's, he wants. he's still being productive. Yesterday, he threw. He, yesterday, he made one of the best plays I've seen a guard make in maybe five years, where he came off a pick and roll uh, to whip Capella. He's he's coming down. Katie's coming to block his shots. He's during crunch time. He throws the ball off the glass, and you think you're just thinking like you know you, you know what's happening as it's happening, but you don't realize he's thinking about it in real time. He throws off the glass. It's an off-the-glass pass to, to Capella to get it there. He's the only way he can get that ball there over length. Trey Young makes plays that, you know, it's not about how good he is at basketball, but he makes plays that just, he's special. He's really, really special. Like one of the best guards I've seen in a long time. But um, Trey Young's number one winning. Trey Young's more winning than Cloud Calmer. He went to an Eastern Conference Finals. Has, uh, Calmer hasn't gone to a, not, a, a conference championship. And the guys on the team seem to hate him. Patrick Peterson said he only cares about himself, mm-hmm. right? And he said that with confidence. Like, people are going to come back him up. So, because when they heard he said it, so yeah, I gotta go with. I'll go with Trey Young. Uh, I, I mean, you think Trey Young's the bigger issue? I think Trey Young's the better leader than Kyler Murray. I think oh, Kyle that Murray. was your question. Better leader? Bigger concern. Oh, Kyler Murray's well, leadership. Oh yeah. Or Trey Young's I'm like thinking about it. In real, I'm just thinking about so, it. In real so you're, time. you you think it's Kyler? I think Murray's Kyler's the bigger concern because okay. people hate people on the team don't yes. like him. So it's it's more of a problem. As far as I know, besides John Collins, right. that is the only person on the team that hates Trey Young. <laughs> that's it, right? So. I got to go with, and they, you know, but that's, but that's the thing. When it comes to that, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's like, bro, Nate has a track record of knowing what he's doing as a coach. Yeah. Trey, respectfully, at the moment, it's like a top four seed. What is there to be beef about? Y'all winning. Nate knows what he's doing. So let me ask you this. Do you it's, think, do you think Trey Young has a problem taking direction from coaches because he voices displeasure for the last coach last year and, and that, that was part of part of the reason that that he got fired right and now he's beefing with mcmillan is it kind of like a, a direction problem like hey this is my team is trey young's mindset and he does he wants to do things his way 
Because again, we see him still being productive. Probably, probably. It's just, that's for me. That's why I just want to stop. Because like Kyle Murray, your teammates hate you. Trey Young as the <laughs> point guard. My man's didn't show up for work. One day work. though. One day, Kyler Murray's a yeah, series of events. About it. I've been with Kyrie, so I'm jaded. Kyrie don't show up work. Kyrie might not come to work tomorrow, t- tonight, t- t- or tomorrow. Kyrie just doesn't choose. He just doesn't come. He just doesn't show up. If he's doing this podcast, he just wouldn't come today. You know what I mean? So like, or he'll be late like you. Nah, he just wouldn't show up. <laughs> I would take late for Kyrie. Kyrie showed up at halftime every game. I take that over what he's done the last few years. He he doesn't come to work at all. At least at least I show up as a he's point guard. As a uh, point guard, though, it's like. Same thing as a quarterback. You're the leader of a team. Yeah. And outside of, like you said, John Collins, but it's been whispers of how he rubs people the wrong way. He kind of is like a, a arrogant little sum of a gun. Like I'm, I'm sure he I is. I think that's where the, to your point, the thing with Nate McMillan is like, he probably don't want to listen to nobody. And he think his stuff don't stink. I mean, he mentioned it last year, which was, I think, the wildest thing to say. He said... They didn't really care about the regular season. That's easy to them. It's playoff time. So saying stuff like that, you could you're a little arrogant, you're a little off in your head. Sure. The regular season is easy. I, don't, I also could, think he makes it look easy. <laughs> he makes it look easy. That's, that's what I'm saying. When you average yeah. 20, 27 points per game, the issue in his worst percentage of his career right now. Yes. Yes. Throw that out there. He, I think that has a lot to do with shooting. Is boils down to focus too. I, I think. I, I personally think that he's unhappy in Atlanta all overall. I think that he's when he he ain't need a new contract. He's not doing because all the players have to do that now with the way the contracts line up. Like you don't have to, but you make the most money. Doing make the that. most money staying. So I think he wanted to leave. I think he's in the back of his head. He probably thinks he's thinking like, how do I get out of here? Right. He's probably mad at the barber that let his hair be. <laughs> He, he might. He should be. Like, like, uh, I can't. It like a lollipop that fall off. That second contract that the, those rookie the, those rookie superstars signed, it only works out like ten percent of the time because De'Aaron Fox is like a rare example for working out. You know, Donovan Mitchell was an example, right? It didn't work out there. Most of the time, these guys want to leave. Jason Tatum, okay, it's gonna work out. The Celtics are really, really good. They're the best team in basketball. He'll stay. But it's rare that, that it works out and you want to stay actually where you get that second contract at. Is, you know there, I mean? is there a way you see him going to the Lakers or no, the Clippers? Because no he just bought that no. $20 million Calabasas house. He's got he money knows. to spend. You just spend it. Well, for yeah, right. Like, you're not even going to be gonna, there. No, and the summer will be there. He's going to be in there in summer. Yeah, they all go there in summer. And all that good stuff. Working out, too. <laughs> sure. They work out, too. He works sure. out. Huh? What, what's, what's working out? Trey Young doesn't work out. Trey, no, I'm, I'm asking like, like, what, what do you what when you say work out? What are you saying? Like, he gets up a thousand all the, a day and he leaves. That's all, all he does. All oh, you're talking about basketball workouts. Yeah, all the best players in the NBA work out in LA in the summer. That's all they. LA do. and Miami. LA and Miami. That's LA the two Miami. spots. But the the best runs in the NBA in the off season are in LA historically, typically, yeah. right? Um, they yeah, got Lincoln, a bunch of guys Miami there. coming on. The, my man's at the uh, training. John Wall, Michael. B. Yeah, what's my name? What's his name? I want to. I forgot his name too. Weedem ones. That's all I know. Like Weedem ones training. Like they, they and it, you could say at least he he got some something to prove, something like to back it up. Michael Beasley got a contract after being with him for a summer. John Wall got a contract. Now it's on them to actually you know perform because right. Michael Beasley is back in the states, back training in Miami, doing the same ones. Come on, Weedem ones. John Wall still got a contract, but Mike. I don't know what Mike did when he went to China. Mike Beasley might actually be talking like out of his mind because Mike got a contract and Mike's back, back here. He might come on the podcast next week. Like, 
he right back in the face. I, I need security. I, I need security. I don't know if I trust <laughs> that guy. Same proximity as me. Capital facts. <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield can revive his career in L.A. with the Rams. Capital facts. Facts with the backup. I mean, who knows what happens with this whole Matthew Stafford thing. We're just assuming he's not coming back, which is interesting. You know? Uh, I, I, he's not coming back for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, I'm this saying, year. like, just period, like, the years and beyond. I mean, I, I guess it's it, – because it's, Matt Stafford beats out Mayfield in the competition, I feel like he's going to beat him out. As long as the old line is playing at a relatively good level and you have pieces there, I would have to think merit to it, though, because there's been whispers, like, he might retire. I've been hearing that, too. Plus, the injury is starting to catch up. Yeah, I've been hearing that, too. Issue, and then yeah, that neck is like having tingling right. and going down his leg. Right. That is not he had an elbow with. issue earlier yeah. this year. I, I think I think with Baker Mayfield, there is a lot he still needs to prove from a consistency standpoint. Like, look, if you ask me athletically, who do I want? I want Baker Mayfield, right? There's just yeah. things that he can do in the pocket and outside of the pocket that Matthew Stafford can't can't bring this team. And from an accuracy standpoint, the the plays that he was making the other night, like he was throwing the ball on the money and he was only there a hot minute, 48 yeah. hours. You know, he just got off a plane two days before. And to have that chemistry already with, with the receivers, it looked like he, he's been there a while. And he was throwing to nobodies. You know what I mean? The only person relatively, uh, you know, in the lineup that he would, would throw to on a regular basis once he gets established is Van Jefferson. So I think he did well with the opportunity that he had, obviously leading that 98 game winning drive. But from my perspective, we need to see more consistency out of Baker. Because even when he was with the Browns, you know, he, he had that great year with, with OBJ and Jarvis where he, they went to the playoffs. But after that, it's, it's just been inconsistent his whole career. I do want to give him some, uh, some love, too. So that game, right? Mans came off the plane, picked up the playbook. They asked him plenty of times, like, oh, you don't have to play. Yeah. You don't have to suit up. He decided to play anyway. The crazy thing I heard, right? So he had his cheat sheet. You know they only call one play off the wristband? And that one play they called, it was converted, but a flag took it back. Everything else was off of memory. Mm-hmm. I got to give Baker's love for that. This man got everything on the playbook off of memory. That is the one thing they say about him, too. They say, like, well, they said it in the broadcast, who knows how, how true this is, but he says he has a great memory. Like, he can, you know, remember plays and, and stuff I believe like that. It. I believe His decision-making is bad. Yeah, true. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure the issue isn't that he doesn't learn the playbook. Yeah. He I think his, decision, his decision-making is bad. But to your point, though, that's Baker. Like, he wants to be out there. He's, he, he wants to play, you know, and he's going to go out there and give it his best shot, whether he's he ready or not. It, it, he he was ready for the opportunity. I mean, he asked for that yeah. trade. He asked for the not the trade, the release that of you know Carolina because it's a dumpster fire over there, and that makes sense. Like, he, he's in a better situation with a better coach, a smarter coach, one of the smartest offensive minds in football. It could easily work out. And if they, it's an insurance policy. He's an insurance policy on Stafford. If Stafford mm-hmm. walks away, he's an insurance policy, and he could be a bridge guy, or he could work out and be long, there long term. It's hard. To, it's really hard to like put the bridge title on quarterbacks now because as you can see with Gino, Gino was the bridge guy for the longest time and now all of a sudden it looks like he's a real like franchise guy all of a sudden. So you just don't know how it's going to pan out the with the right coach. got to shout out his agent because yeah. they actually released and they went through it knowing like I think it was the Texans, it was the Russell Wilson of the Broncos, 
and it was the Bears, and they was like, we know they're not going to take us. We're not going to take Baker. So, probably the Rams will take him, right? Waivers hit 4 o'clock on Tuesday. His man was already on a plane at 4.48 to L.A. That's funny. Uh, before before that's it happened, tampering. No. Like, yeah, they knew. That's before it happened, tampering. like shout out to the agent that's doing like nah, you're probably more than likely gonna get picked up by the Rams. If not, we'll figure it out. But he's going to California owner. either way, Rams or, or San Fran. Yeah. He, so they, they probably got him on a plane to LA or, or to that area to LA regardless. regardless. Like shout out to your agent doing your history. Like all right, let's get you off. The, let's get you out of Carolina because no matter what, if he stayed in Carolina. That's a terrible situation all around. Yeah. L.A. is a way, way, L.A. or San Fran, yeah. way more stable franchise. Tougher competition. But way way better weapons. Because yep. they got rid of McCaffrey. They got rid of Robbie Anderson. Mm. Ain't much going on in Carolina except <laughs> except the soul food. They probably will get rid of D.J. Moore at some point, too. At some point, too. To close the loop on that real quick, though, this, is, this was a great move for, for both parties, right? Baker Mayfield, if he plays well, He'll hopefully have a few teams to choose from next season. We might see him with the, the Jets. Who, who knows, right? <laughs> but and and if that if he does sign with a, a team next year, you know, the the Rams get that compensatory pick back. So hopefully, next, hopefully he does well. The Jets situation is interesting. Next capital That's fact. interesting. About what the quarterback? Mike White's not it. Curious people. Oh yeah, he wasn't here on Monday. Mike White's not it, bro. He said Mike. I didn't post it yet, but he said Mike White is an answer winner. And you guys aren't bad enough to get someone that's some of these Mike top QBs in, in this year, Jeff. So, so who do you who's your bridge guy next year if it's not Jimmy? Yo, they gonna have to make a trade for a quarterback. It's gonna be Baker. It's not gonna be Baker. <laughs> it's gonna be Baker. <laughs> nah, it, nah. It, ba- Baker probably wouldn't put himself I don't through that to play in the New York market. Is well, Lamar's thing is that I don't know how it's gonna work out. I think the the he's gonna get tagged and he'll kill. Lamar, yeah, he's not going nowhere. He's not going anywhere. And then you and, and Derek and Rogers Carr ain't going is, nowhere. Derek Carr thing is a real uh, possibility. I do think that the Raiders could decide to move on. They have like the number one pick in the draft, or number two or three, you whatever. Sure Derek Carr in year three. It it would be he'd be the best quarterback they've had in like 10, Facts. 15 years, Facts. twenty years, Without my entire doubt. life. He'd be the best quarterback they've had. That's the best quarterback they had in my entire life. They got Derek Carr. He's better than anybody else I've seen. Chad Pennington, Mark Sanchez. Oh, oh, who else do we have? Uh, who else did you guys have? That Arnold. Darnold. Far for a little Gino. bit. Yeah, uh, Brett for a little bit. That was the, that was the, the Brett, worst he, part of his career. Wasn't he, wasn't he still, wasn't he still uh, some money in uh, New oh, York, yeah, too? Yeah, he was. Brett, Brett's, a, Brett's a horrible human being. You know, they had him. Oh, man. Hold up. <laughs> uh oh. Don't give me five up. I'm to say something. <laughs> you about to get me revved up. <laughs> Yo. Next cap of facts. The Suns were justified to be upset at Zion's last second dunk when oh. the game was already won. Cap of facts. Cap the Suns talk the most trash in the NBA. I'm getting tired in general in all sports of these unwritten rules. I'm getting extremely tired of it. Like the Suns, one, as you said, talk way too much trash. Secondly, the game's over. It don't matter. Me losing regardless. Exactly. Me dunking does what? It has nothing to do with it. And Zion, I appreciate what he said. He said, yo, yes. That was a little out of character. But they got the Suns got my boys out of here in the playoffs. And they were talking cash about it too. They were talking crazy in that series. CP3, D book. 
Jay Crowder was one of the main guys. Main guys with Jay Crowder. Out. Listen, if they got anything at Zion to be mad about, it need to be that he's wearing that ugly big old one hoop earring in his. In his like, man, who's that guy alone, man? Now, people making balling. too much fun of him. Man. He's balling he, right he's now. Balling. He's playing great but basketball. In, in like Pelicans were at home, you know what I'm saying? It's not like they he did it in in Phoenix, but at the same time, like one you talked about unwritten rules. Six. People do this. How many times have we talked about? We've talked about this on the show in, in the past with, with other teams. Like, play defense if you don't want him to do that. They did. That's yeah, all. they didn't get mad. Y'all walk in like because you know the game's over too, so you can't be mad at him if you're not playing defense. Uh, look, hey, I understand the unspoken rules. I mean, I, I, you know, coaching. I've, I've held guys back from doing stupid stuff like that, and I've had it happen mm-hmm. when guys do that. They, they take shots in the game. We were winning. I've had that happen. I'm, I've been there, but. And it does feel weird when it happens. You know you're not supposed to do it. Like, you just know. But in the NBA, in a, like when it's business-oriented, when you guys are making millions of dollars and there's so much on the line when you guys lose in the playoffs and so much emotion involved, really, it's, it's a stupid it's a, thing to hold the line on. It's, it's a just statement. Dumb. I'm doing it for a reason. Like, it's not, to me, it's not that serious. And that whole no. unspoken rule leaves us out. Because if it was on the other f- shoes on the other foot, and the Suns, Suns is going, I'm guarantee you, Suns will or have, since they've been winning with Chris Paul there, have done something similar to that point or have warranted that reaction for a team to be like, yo, F y'all, F the unwritten rules. I'm going to do this on purpose because how cash crazy he talked. Campaign. Yes, he's been playing better this season. He talks a lot. But that joke talk. He was talking crazy to LeBron. So imagine what he's saying to just regular, regular, regular dudes in the league. (laughs) What's even more crazy is how... Easy that windmill dunk was for Zion. He, he does it all the time. It's he, like he, but he does time. it with ease, as heavy as he is, or yeah, as, say, as heavy athlete. as he was. No, 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 he's still heavy. He's he's still heavy, but he's not nearly as heavy. He's as, lost weight. As he, he was. He slimmed yeah. down. He slimmed down, but he not he he still. That's a big boy. That's a that's a big boy. He's gonna be he's gonna be big no matter what. It's just a matter of him not ain't being no, too big. Ain't right. No females man handling him. This is not like he gets thrashed around. You can't never switch it up in the bedroom. It's curtain. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think some girls gonna try to Batista bomb this nigga in bed? Hey yo, <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> we don't know what he into. He might like to get man handled, but who man handled him? Who's like to get man handled? Hey, stop. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we can talk about what you said was top five. Oh. What's top five? Nah, you said right over there. What you saying? This, this, get, this podcast get, 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 get the up top five. Huh? It, it, first of all, oh, it is not. No, it, it is. is. top five. You see, you were some weird nigga, bro. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, it's top Yo, five. I, I ain't top, arguing. With I see. You. I'm not, I don't want to turn a podcast into something it's not by by talking about that. You, you already started. But no, that's top five. But, I don't know what I said. But that's top five. Nipple foreplay is top. Is is, is Yo, that's the way to go, bro. Hey fellas, if y'all ain't never that's tried it, don't knock it till you try. It's not just Miles. Not, like he agreeing with Miles on Tinder right now, swiping. He's like, who can give some nipple foreplay? Look at him. He's like, swipe, swipe, swipe. Chris, you missing out? Yo, who missing out? I I damn sure ain't missing out. You, you ain't done it. Who ain't done it? You said it, you said it's not top so five. Watch the pie. Let me chill out, bro. <laughs> Post this shit and tag his mom. <laughs> Hey yo, nah. Tag his mom and his dad. Imagine your mom probably like, yeah, your dad know. <laughs> that movie. See wild. now this shit definitely can't get posted. That's crazy. Oh, he'll cut it. He'll cut it. He's gonna cut it up, bro. Somebody gonna listen to this and hit us up like, yo. My dad gonna comment, that yeah, that shit top five. <laughs> 
That's what that's what got you here. Yo. That's, that's hilarious, bro. Uh, last couple facts. Wimbin Yama will become a top five most dominant NBA player. Capital facts. By the way, that was sent to Nikki J. Jetton. Oh, uh, one of the Jatan kids. Um, oh, I said it wrong. Is Jatan? Top heard. top five dominant player. How many years we given him to to get to that? He took because we talking about end of his career. We talking about beginning. He's oh. only eighteen right now. By the, yeah. end his, by the end of his career, he would be a top five dominant player. I don't know. I by saying, the end of his career, correct. I would say yeah. If we if we said by the time he's twenty four. No. How's he holding up in an 82-game season? That's what my concern is, because we saw, what's his name, get injured by uh, LeBron just breathing in his ear. Uh, what's his name? Chet. Uh, Chet, Chet Holmgren. Yeah, Chet. LeBron breathed by him, and his foot broke. <laughs> so, they got the same body frame. Only only thing that gives me hope is Bobo is the same exact body frame, and he's, he's just fine. Bobo's coming into his own, and, and Chris Aporzingis, after getting hurt early in his career, is playing some of his best basketball now. So it's a, there's certainly a chance. There's some, there's some hope that he'll be able to last. It's just, it's, it definitely is a concern now. No, it's a real concern. I I don't know. I mean, that body type, he's been so small. Last thing, though, and becoming a, a top five dominant player, two different things. Yeah. Christoph yeah. Porzingis, yeah, he's, he's good. He's lasting, but he's not a top five dominant player. He's not lasting. He's a very good player. He's a very good NBA player. He's just not, he's not an all-star where he's he was not, supposed to be. Yeah, he's not dominant because a man is seven foot four, seven foot five, and has yet to average a 10 rebound season. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's never that's been That's disgusting. Thing. Yeah, he just But that's disgusting. Yeah, that used, is, that when he bad. was on the Knicks, I, that, used to, yeah. that used to irk my nerves. The Joker would have 25 and four boards. Yeah. Make it make any type that's of That's all shooting bigs. Brooke Lopez was the same way for years. With the but then, see, this is this is the thing where I, this is why I trade for Brooke. I just love Brooke Lopez in general because he is definitely one of the best Rebranded athletes mm-hmm. that we know. This man was on the nets getting just straight buckets, all low post work. Didn't came to the too. came to the Bucks, and now is a consistent three point shooter. And he's a defensive. He's in the conversation to be on an all defensive team, averaging three four blocks a game. When even in New Jersey, he was not playing no D. This Joker rebranded. To the max. You're playing winning basketball now. You went to a winning organization. You you start to value things that actually lead to winning games, which is getting rebounds, getting blocking shots, like deep. I mean, those things win games. Getting scoring points is cool and everything, but this not it doesn't always win you games. It, it really doesn't. In fact, I'd say it's like on the scale of things that matter the most. It's one of the things that matter the matter the least. Scoring, which is crazy because most people don't agree with me, but when you have someone on your team who gets rebounds, plays defense, does all those little things, you're you're light. You're light. You're a lot more likely to win. Than you are if you have someone just shooting the ball every goddamn time they catch the ball. The it, thing that it's the thing that's crazy too. I thought about this, and y'all tell me what y'all think about what y'all think about this though. I think it shows though. I don't know if my if I go as far as race, but it does show something in the league that he got the opportunity to rebrand himself in this regard. Andre Drummond's been trying to shoot, for example, threes for the longest, and he's knocking some of them down in Chicago. But he, Andre Young was never given an opportunity to actually do what Brook Lopez did and like rebrand to change his game up. Andre Drummond for the for the longest and Dwight has seen that yo the NBA is going away from the dominant post up big. They need bigs to shoot threes, but nobody gave the opportunity for Dwight 
for Andre Drummond to actually shoot threes. Brook Lopez got the opportunity and he's shooting six, seven threes a game. And Brook Lopez was on a terrible team. That all happened to Kenny Atkinson. The reason why he's taking threes and making them is because of Kenny Atkinson. And he was on a team at the right time to be able to develop that skill and take it with him to his next stop. The, the Drummond situation, the Dwight situation, those te- those guys were con- on teams that were constantly trying to win championships for most of the time they were in the NBA. There was no room for error. I can't have you jacking up a three-pointer in a close game against, you know, whatever team, and I'm trying to get, you know, play for seeding or play for something bigger than this. So I think it's just a matter of situation. It just worked out really well for Robles because he was on that Nets team that was really, really bad. So there was, there was room for error. There was, like, okay, you can miss yeah, him three. Not, but he knocked him down, so the amount of time he came to the books, like, it's proven. Yeah. The Lakers had him before, before that, didn't they? And the Lakers have Brooke Lopez for a little bit. They ain't, they ain't have him shooting no more. No, I, I just, I always think about that. Like, it, they've made so many mistakes, and that's one of them, just letting him walk. Yeah, I mean, so, look. Because he was a good enough three-point shooter when he was in the Nets. He was making shots towards the, the end Lakers of the time. The Lakers had Zubak at one point. And the hell, yo. yo. Zubak is, yo. That's, that's a whole other thing. Please, New segment. We're going to keep this going for the football season and the NBA season. Must be the money. Want to point out some games, some money lines, this that, and third. We're going to pick them and see what we do, what our record is, who's right, this, that, and third. Funny enough, the Vikings play the Lions. Mm-hmm. They're the underdog. The Vikings are the underdog in this game. The Lions are favored by one and a half points. Yep. What are you taking? Are you taking the Lions one and a half? It's like one and a half now. It's one and a half now. I'm taking the Lions because Lions are at home. Lions can score with the best of anybody in the league. They're getting some pieces back. For for those that don't understand, the Lions basically got to win by two points, right? By at least two points. They're favored by two points. The Vikings have a hard time on defense this year, and and, and both defenses aren't aren't great. But I like the way. The Lions are coached. Jameson Williams back in the lineup. I'm in Ross St. Brown healthy. They're getting some people back that, you know, DeAndre Swift and uh, Jamal Williams both healthy. You know, this is going to be, you know, a complete team for the first time in a, in a long time. And they're playing at home. And they Jared Goff has been playing really good at home this year. So this is one of the, the highest scoring teams in the league, too. You know, they can score with the best of them. So I'm taking the Lions. I want, I want, to, I want to make sure I get the terminology right because we're uh... – Aficionado on betting on, on the show. So, Chris is taking <clears throat> the Lions spread. Yeah. So if they were to win by by two points at least, then they cover. So you take he's taking the spread. You taking the spread or you taking the Vikings in the? I don't know. I think I'm taking the Vikings as the underdog. I mean, they're a top two team in the NFC. You're giving them basically two points to cover. And the Lions have folded late in the game in the past like month. So they, for example, they've, won, they, they've been winning. But the Vikings, the Vikings, they've been winning. But for example, if the so if the end of the game, Vikings hit a field goal, they cover the spread. Yeah. yeah. So but the but the, if they spread. win, they cover the spread. Yeah. yeah if they I, win, they, I will say the the Vikings record doesn't read like a ten and two team. Yo, I think the even the we talk about the you know the money line or the spread or the points. The thing that's funny is even people in Vegas. That's 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 why it's so close because do not believe in Vikings. When when you look at the Vikings games and what they won, like yeah, they've been winning and I've been you know praising Kirk, but at the end of the day, like these haven't been dominant wins. They you know they fell into to some of these wins and and they've gotten lucky at times, which is why the, the spread is so close. You know they're 
their wins really read or their record really reads like a seven and five team. So I I think I I gotta go with the Lions. Eagles at Giants. They got the Eagles winning by a touchdown. <laughs> I'm betting the house. <laughs> I'm, I'm betting the state on the I'm Eagles. I'm taking I'm taking the Giants. I think it's gonna be closer than, than that. They're not gonna lose by a whole touchdown. No, Saquon might not play too. So, oh no, I'm taking the spread with the Eagles. I'm taking. I'll take the Eagles with the spread. The Giants are clearly resting all their best players and to prepare for next weekend's game against the Washington. Oh, Commanders! Commanders, which is going to basically decide who goes to the playoffs. So that that's what they're doing. Leonard Williams, Dory Jackson, all those guys. Dory Jackson could play. He's not going to play. They're resting all these guys for the next weekend. So. This is a wash. I mean, the Giants can lose by a touchdown. They're, they're going to lose no matter what. They're going to lose. But it's, it, you know, seven points, even without Saquon. It's interesting because it's a division game, like I said. This isn't a must-win game for the Giants to kind of make sure that no, you solidify it, the way, spot? the way it works out is a three-team race for two spots in the Washington. Washington and the Giants will be the last two teams fighting for one last spot in the playoff. The NFC has been so bad. So, basically, since Seahawks are going to get in, the yeah. Giants are going to get the Giants and the, the Commanders. It's really, it's just those three teams fighting for those three spots. So the winner between the Washington the and no the Cowboys, Cowboys, are, the Cowboys a are a lock. The Cowboys are a lock. The the Giants, the Giants. Uh, be, it's really like, between Giants commanders. Oh, you're saying after Seattle. the Cowboys are already in? Yeah, so talk, it's a lock. But the no, Giants, they, they said the uh, percentages. The Cowboys are at like eighty seven percent locked in. It's the Giants, Commanders, and Seattle was fighting for those last two spots. Yeah, and really what's gonna happen is the winner between the Giants because because they tied the winner of that Giants game next weekend on why got flexed Sunday night football. It's a playoff game. Yeah. The winner gets in. Loser, you're out. You're done. You know, start preparing for the draft. Start preparing for other stuff. So, that's really what the Giants are preparing for. They're not. They're not worried about this week. It doesn't matter. This game does not matter. This is inconsequential. This game and the Colts game is big for the Giants. That's it. Last so. one. Browns at Bengals. We're not talking about the spread, but we talking about points. The over under is forty six and a half points. What are you taking on that? The over or under. In division game, you might take the under. Yeah, that's about the under too. Forty six and a half. I'm the under. I feel like Deshaun is still trying to work, figure it out. Is, is that a home game for him? Yeah, no, Bengals coming to Cincinnati. Uh, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking the under. I'm not worried about the, the Bengals scoring points, but but the Browns. Yeah, I mean after watching Deshaun last week, I, I, I think he'll be fine later in the season, and, and next year he'll he'll be back to his normal self. But I think it's going to take him a few games to get back into, you know, rhythm. The Bengals have no problem scoring. More than twenty-seven points, pretty much every game, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it's gonna take some while because you know one of the things that happened with Deshaun is they said he no longer can choose the masseuse, so that might have been his mojo to actually play well. So you never know, actually. That might have been his mojo to play. <laughs> you well, never know. You know, pregame ritual got messed up. Yeah. Exactly, Houston women, I mean, Cleveland <laughs> women. I mean, it's a big difference in masseuse right there. I think. That's Greg fine. Greg said he he go to Houston. Why he said they're not as thick in Cleveland. I never said that. <laughs> you, you, you said that? What? I never, I never the said. Women, the women aren't as thick in Cleveland. I never said. I, I never been to Cleveland. How would I know that? And they're not sunkissed, you said. I, yeah, I definitely never. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Cleveland women. Well, you see Drake hang out in Houston. He don't hang out in Cleveland, so. Cleveland women. Might this, be some. Um, Cleveland women, like, discharge break oil food or something out there. It's Yo, weird. if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. <laughs> You do not got to get ready. Bitch, my BNT, we out. Peace.